happy Monday morning to you, Memphis, and I can honestly say this for the first time in what it seems like forever. The way to start your week off, if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, the best way that you could think of is with a playoff victory. And whether you want to call it a steal, an upset, whatever you may want to call it, that's exactly what happened last night. The Memphis Grizzlies get their first playoff win in over four years and a decade a decade after this Grizzlies team as an eight seed playing a one seed stole game one against the San Antonio Spurs. This Grizzlies team did exactly that last night in a 112-109 victory over the Utah Jazz to win game one of their first round matchup in the 2020-2021 NBA playoffs. But the thing is, is that they also earned it in quite a few ways. And we're going to discuss that in the first segment of the show. In the second segment, we're going to highlight the offensive growth and consistency that has been there for Dylan Brooks in the second half of this season, obviously through this stretch through the play-in tournament and obviously last night as he became only the fourth Grizzlies player to ever score 30 or more points in a playoff game. And in the third segment, in complimenting Dylan's offense as well as others stepping up with him, the opportunistic nature of this defense is once again emerging at the right time. Why that's going to be huge moving forward for this Grizzlies team. Of course, we want to remind you that you can follow the show at Locked on Grizz on Twitter. Myself at StatsSAC. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. The Odyssey app. Wherever you choose to enjoy listening to podcasts, that's where we are. And we're the only Grizzlies podcast that is around that's like us. Locked on Grizzlies. Your Grizzlies every single day when it comes to this playoff journey that is the Memphis Grizzlies. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies for for, for, uh, nearly three years. been here on this show for over a year, and I enjoy every single minute that I get to do it because I cherish the opportunity to share my passions for the NBA sports and Grizzlies with as many people as I possibly can, and it's a joy, especially when the Grizzlies are winning games that many think they're not supposed to, but they're continuing to show the growth of a team that's well beyond where it's supposed to be because of how talented it is overall and how well it plays together. Also want to remind you, this show is presented by the Locked On NBA Podcast. The NBA playoffs are here. Don't miss the big storylines and team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA Podcast. Follow the Locked On NBA Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So obviously the big news uh, came out around 4 o'clock this afternoon, about probably about four and a half hours to five hours before game time, that um, Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell would miss game one. Now it was a bit of a surprise because in the shoot-around, after the shoot-around earlier in the day, Donovan Mitchell had mentioned he was ready to go, but then evidently the Jazz doctors doctors decided and during you know the process before the game, he was not going to be able to go. So certainly a big development for the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. And it showed early on in the game. The Utah Jazz certainly, nor the Memphis Grizzlies at all, looked like they were in sync when it came to offense. But this Grizzlies team started to set their defensive tone early. One of the things that stood out in the first quarter, you know, we talked about it last Sunday versus the the Warriors, last Wednesday versus the, the Spurs, and then last Friday against the Warriors again. This Grizzlies team got off to hot starts, but they had to weather the teams coming back. Well, the Grizzlies did what they needed to do to get off to a hot start, 
in this game, creating turnovers left and right by the by you know three minutes. I believe with three minutes left in the first quarter, this Grizzlies team had created eight more shots than the Jazz. The, the Grizzlies had eight more shot attempts than the Jazz, but they were only up three points. It felt like a missed opportunity, but. The underlying narrative or the underlying impact that this was having was that it was preventing the Jazz from being able to get in the rhythm that they needed to get into, and that was a big, big development later on in the game. But as the Grizzlies went from the first to the second quarter and we got into the bench units, once again, the Grizzlies bench did struggle, and at one point, the Grizzlies were down 36-22. to But... This Grizzlies team did not in any way, shape, or form panic. They got back on the run, led by their starters, a balanced attack from Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jonas Valanciunas. The Grizzlies, to close out the quarter, the second quarter, went on a 27-11 run to go from the score being 36-22 to 49-43 to at halftime, at halftime in favor of the Grizzlies. A great half by Dylan Brooks, a better half when it came to the defense in terms of their ability to create turnovers, and also the Jazz were not able to find their rhythm at all when it came to shooting the three. In the third quarter, the Grizzlies and Jazz basically played back and forth. The Grizzlies were able, the Jazz would keep making efforts to come back in the game, but the Grizzlies would keep hitting big shots. Dylan Brooks stood out in the third quarter, though the Jazz did continue to make efforts to come back. Dylan Brooks was able to score 14 points while the Jazz's two best players, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert due to foul trouble, Mike Conley due to struggles from the field, they did not score any. And so the Grizzlies were able to take a nine-point lead into the fourth quarter, led by Dylan Brooks with 14 points, but also a huge three from Desmond Bain to end the third quarter that allowed for the Grizzlies to get that nine-point lead. And then in the fourth, the team effort showed up. It was it was Grayson Allen, Tyus Jones, and others stepping up to be able to score as the starters were out. But then the Grizzlies got up by as much as 17 in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, the Utah Jazz made their run back that they, you know always seems to occur in these playoff games since last Sunday, and Bojan Bogdanovich was able to get the Jazz to within a few points. But the Grizzlies were able to stay ahead for the majority of the fourth quarter because of the fact that Ja Morant came in. Fourth quarter Jaw showed up last night, 10 of his 26 points scored in the fourth quarter. And though Dylan Brooks did not score in the fourth quarter after scoring 29 points in the first, second, and third, he scored the last two on a great out-of-bounds play to secure the victory for this Grizzlies team. Team defense, opportunistic defense for the second straight game, and an offense led by the scoring of Dylan Brooks and John Morant was the complete difference in this game. But the thing about it is this, is that the Grizzlies on many levels were able to implement the strategies that they needed to in order to win the game. They made the Jazz shoot 12 of 47 from three this game. According to StatMuse, that is the second worst shooting performance this Jazz team has had all season long. So the Grizzlies were able to defend the three wheel. They also created 16 turnovers. They out they they had 19 more scoring opportunities. They had 100 shots compared to the Jazz's 81. Not only did the Grizzlies create more shot opportunities, but the Jazz took 47 threes compared to 34 two-pointers. The Grizzlies' ability to create turnovers as well as the ability to really get it to where they consistently were able to score with the Jazz, that put pressure on the Jazz who 
who really seemed to rush many of their offensive possessions. They were trying their best to hit that three groove that they typically can whenever they want to in a game that allows for them to get leads and maintain leads. But tonight, they were going with the first three they saw in the offensive possession instead of seeing possessions through to get the best shot instead. And that played to the Grizzlies' favor. And that's a big reason as to why the Jazz, the Jazz were not able to hit as many threes as they would have liked. The Grizzlies did contest some shots. They got lucky on this Jazz team missing the shots that they did. But at the end of the day, it was the impact of the Grizzlies' defense in terms of getting, you know, um, and making the most of their opportunities, creating turnovers, getting out on the run that made the key difference. Another thing that really stands out is John Moran, obviously, fourth quarter jaw, 26 points on the night for him. Dylan Brooks, obviously, stepping up once again, becoming only the third, uh, fourth Grizzly, along with Zach Randolph, Mike Conley, and um, Marcus Gasol to score 30 or more points in a playoff game in his first ever career playoff game was just a phenomenal development. But it cannot be stated enough that it was a team effort. Desmond Bain tonight, two of three from beyond the arc, including that big three to end the third quarter, but a plus 23 in 18 minutes. Just effective value-added play up and down the court for him every minute that he was on the court. Jonas Valanciunas had his double-double. Jaron Jackson Jr. had a big sequence with a block and a three. And, of course, Kyle Anderson stepping up and recording six steals, a, a franchise record for steals in a playoff game. It cannot be understood stated how big of an effort he put in. And it also needs to be highlighted that Coach Taylor Jenkins did an awesome job tonight coaching as well. Once again with his rotations, once again putting his de a defensive game plan in place that thwarted the efforts of the opposing team. The Jazz are known as one of the best, one of the most well oiled machines when it comes to offense in the NBA, and they could not find their rhythm at all tonight. In the third quarter, the Jazz were had to create offense through Bogdanovich and others because Conley and Gobert could not find their rhythm. That was a reason, that was, that was a um, byproduct of how good this Grizzlies team was, and not only exploiting Gobert to where they put him in foul trouble, but also making adjustments on Conley to where he was not able to score like he was in the first half. So just a complete team effort. And the other thing that I want to highlight is this, is that Taylor Jenkins, in the final seconds, we've criticized Taylor Jenkins over the past few weeks because of the Grizzlies' ineffectiveness late in games. But this is two straight games. One was an elimination to get to the playoffs. The other was 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 at the end of the game to seal a game one victory. Two straight games, Coach Taylor Jenkins, through great passing by Kyle Anderson, was able to find streaking uh, was able to find a streaking Desmond Bain against the Warriors and a streaking Dylan Brooks against the Jazz. Great creativity and value-added schemes from Taylor Jenkins allowed the Grizzlies to get the big play that they needed to end the game and get the big victory. So we're talking about growth. We're talking about progression. We're seeing it before our eyes. Taylor Jenkins is making the needed calls in order to put his team in place to get a win, and the end result has been two straight victories, the two biggest victories that this Grizzlies team has had in over four years, and a lot of it has to do with how good Taylor Jenkins has done coaching in the final minutes of the game. 
But obviously, we mentioned all these players, a complete team effort, a great defensive win. But it gets back to Dylan Brooks. And while Dylan's defense certainly deserves the headlines with how well he's guarded many of the opposing teams of the Grizzlies, their best players, his offense has also remained just as consistent, and every bit of it has been needed just like it was tonight. Coming up, we're going to look at how well Dylan has played offensively and why it could not have come at a better time for this Grizzlies team. Wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guide that would allow for you to know how to sleep, focus, act, and be better? There he is, and if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear, swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 27 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal being offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash locked on MBA today. Listen, we all want to do things in terms of our daily routine that can add health benefits to our day. Well, a small yet significant idea would be choosing a tasty snack that you can have for breakfast in the morning or that you can enjoy in the afternoon as a snack that can taste great but also add health benefits to your day, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's got over 18 different flavors you could choose from at BuiltBar.com, so no matter what your taste preference is, Built Bar is likely to have it. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you put in the promo code LOCKED, 15. That's locked 15. You'll get 15% off your next order from Bill Bargain. Head to BillBar.com, put in the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order from Bill Bar. Once you make Bill Bar a part of your day, it'll be there to stay. Go to BillBar.com, put in the promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order from Bill Bar. Obviously, it's going to be an exciting week here at Locked On Grizzlies, and as I mentioned in the first segment, that's the whole idea behind the awesome, uh, but just behind how awesome this show is when it comes to getting your Grizzlies insight, perspectives, news, whatever it may be, your Grizzlies every day makes you to turn into this week's episodes that we have, obviously, as we continue on with the playoff series, but also some special bonus episodes with a few guests this week that I'm really excited excited to talk with. Got plenty of exciting stuff for you for you here at Locked on Grizzlies as we continue this journey with the Grizzlies team that is playing basketball so well at the right time. Well, I tell you this, one of the reasons why it seems like the Grizzlies are peaking at the right time is, of course, Dylan Brooks playing like he is. And it should come as no surprise that when Dylan Brooks is playing his best basketball, this Grizzlies team itself is playing its best basketball. Obviously, because of the impact that he makes on defense, especially here as of late, with how well he has guarded the opposing team's best players. I've talked with you about the matchup numbers via Twitter and on 
want to hear about how well he's guarded Steph Curry and DeMar DeRozan and others tonight, how well he did against Mike Conley and others at times. But the offense of Dylan Brooks is what has truly made him a significant two-way talent for the Grizzlies and a needed consistent talent for this Grizzlies team to be able to make the most of their opportunities. The thing about it is when it comes to this Grizzlies team is that it's simple math. They've got to have some type of consistency when it comes to their offense in order to score the points that they need to get wins. Even in the playoffs, even over the past you know week in which they basically played in playoff games for a full week now, the scores overall have been lower, points have been in the premium, having someone like Dylan Brooks, who basically is a walking guarantee of 15 or more points on any given night, that is a huge benefit for this Grizzlies team. And I asked Parker Fleming from Grizzly Bear Blues a few weeks ago, you know, how do you feel going into the play-in tournament in the playoffs, how do you feel with Dylan Brooks being the guy who's taken 20 or so shots a game? And we kind of talked about it, you know, we kind of talked that Yes, you may not want Dylan being the guy taking those shots, but at the end of the day, you want confidence and you want a guy who has the ability to really make shots at all levels. And that's what Dylan Brooks can do, especially when he's on. So at the end of the day, you just kind of let him live with it. You live with that aspect of your offense, but it's been needed in terms of the Grizzlies' ability to score. Think about it. Dylan's defense is what stood out for them in last Sunday's game um, against the Golden State Warriors. And But when the Grizzlies came back in that game, it was due to Dylan scoring eight points in like a two or three minute span to bring the Grizzlies all the way back to even take the lead in the fourth quarter. His defense stood out as being where he really added value, but his offensive spurt in that fourth quarter is what made the difference. Flash forward to the game against the San Antonio Spurs. Dylan, eight straight points for the Grizzlies in the second half of the fourth quarter in order to get the victory. It was then that Dylan really took over the game and allowed for the Grizzlies to keep the lead just enough ahead of the Spurs to keep them from being, to keep Rudy Gay basically from leading them back to tie the game or take the lead. It was because of Dylan's efforts that really stood out. Yes, Friday night he struggled a bit from the field. But he still made big plays late in order to get buckets that were needed. And of course tonight, 31 points, only the fourth gritty Grizzly joining Zach Randolph, Mike Conley, and Mark Gasol with 30 or more points in a playoff game, stepping up to pair with John Morant in order to give the Grizzlies enough offense. Over half of the Grizzlies' points were scored by John Morant and Dylan Brooks, and all of it was needed for them to get the big victory. But that's the thing. it's been, When the Grizzlies are playing their best, when they're playing well enough to win, even though they may be struggling, it's because multiple players are standing up and delivering in the scoring bracket. Dylan maybe the most consistent one outside of John Moran to be doing that. And it's not just because he's randomly doing it. There has legitimately been a clear improvement in Dylan Brooks' game as the season has gone along. Take a look at this. In the first half of the season, Dylan shot 39.6% from the field, 32% from three, and had a true shooting percentage of 48.7%. In the second half of the season, Dylan has improved from 39.6% to 43.6%. His three-point percentage has gone from 32% in the first half of the season to 36.5% in the second half of the season. His true shooting percentage has jumped from 48.7% to 53.6%. And like I mentioned, it's no coincidence that this Grizzlies team plays at its best when Dylan plays at his best. His true shooting percentage has gone from 44.8% in January 
up to 51.6% in February, 50.8% in March, 57.8% in April. That's when the Grizzlies were playing their best basketball, especially early in the month, and then 50.6% in May. So yes, Dylan is not a just a significantly valuable offensive player, but the role that he is able to consistently play, and he has significantly improved the level that he plays his offense at since the bubble last year. This version of the Dylan Brooks, yes, there's still going to be struggles. Yes, you may not necessarily want him taking 20 shots a game, but you live with that with how much he's improved in terms of his offense, which clearly shows from the fact that he's continued to take on a bigger load with his scoring ability. He's gone from 13.6 points per game in January to averaging 20 points per game to end the season in May. And obviously now he scored 24 and 31 points in the play-in tournament and in the first round of the playoffs. So it's Dylan's defense as it should, is going to get the headlines. His ability to create the energy and be the heart and soul of this team also is going to create the headlines. But the consistency that he has and being able to score the basketball, that also is really emerging as a key ingredient to what's helping this Grizzlies team win. At the end of the day, it's simple math. You've got to be able to score upwards of 110 to 115 points consistently in the playoffs in order to get victories. The fact that the Grizzlies can basically count on Dylan for 18 to 22 points or perhaps more on any given night to pair with John Moran and Jonas Valanciunas is a big reason why they've been able to pull out some of these wins, though they've been more defensive matchups than they have been offensive outbursts. Dylan has provided this team with enough offense when it needed it in order to gain the wins, and he did it once again tonight. Though he only scored... Two points in the fourth quarter. They were the two points that sealed the victory and added to the 29 points that he scored in the third quarter. Overall, for the first three quarters, Dylan was the best was the best offensive player in the game for either team, and that's what really stood out and delivered this Grizzlies victory when it was needed most. But the thing about it is this, is that how well, despite how well Dylan has played individually, Obviously, as John Moran himself said, he's the head of the snake when it comes to this very effective Grizzlies defense. But it's a defense that's getting back its opportunistic nature after it had struggled due to fatigue last month, you know, towards the end of the season. Coming up, I'm going to highlight just how important it is for the Grizzlies to remain opportunistic, but not to fall away from being disciplined in terms of defending the three, why doing both things is so important for this Grizzlies team in this series against the Jazz. You are the hiring expert for your company, and you need to come up with what really is help making your short list of candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screen and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from one more, from more than 130 skills tests that add your must-have requirements so only you pay for applications that meet them. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com. Get a $75 job 
job credit in Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the Knicks were left stunned and Father Time lost at the PGA Championship. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with great host Peter Bukowski with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So obviously the Grizzlies have continued, have done enough to win. Dylan Brooks has stepped up offensively. Jonas Valanciunas was there for him on Sunday and Wednesday. And then it's been Ja who stepped up on Friday and obviously last night in the Grizzlies' victories. That all, And every bit of the offense was needed for them to win. But another really encouraging sign for this Grizzlies team is that the opportunistic nature of this Grizzlies defense is starting to emerge as well. As I mentioned, Kyle Anderson, six steals last night, which was a franchise record for this Grizzlies team when it comes to steals in a playoff game. But the reason why I say that this Grizzlies team's ability to be opportunistic is key is because the one month that they led the NBA in turnovers per game, in turnovers, uh, you know, force per game, that was the one month they led the NBA in defensive rating. But obviously fatigue plays a bit, you know, energy and effort plays a big part in creating those turnovers. And as the Grizzlies got fatigued, that part of their defensive strategy really started to take a hit, and the defense itself did overall. The Grizzlies rate 22nd in turnover sports per game in the month of April and ranked 20th in the regular season in the month of May. So their ability to create turnovers was nowhere near where it had been in January. But thanks to some, you know, a few days of extra rest over the past week, and hopefully it'll continue with how much rest they're going to get this week, this Grizzlies team has once again found the energy and effort that it needed to in order to create turnovers. And that's a big key in this matchup against the Utah Jazz. This year now, the Jazz are 7-7 seven and seven when they commit 13 or more turnovers and shoot 35% of less from three. I asked Taylor Jenkins about the Grizzlies' ability to create turnovers back in February. What made them so spectacular at creating these turnovers on a consistent basis? They ranked third in steals this season. They ranked first in, or third in deflections this season. They ranked first in steals as a team in the NBA overall. And he said, yes, the the aggressive nature of this defense certainly stands out, but he wanted to get more consistent. He wanted the ability for disciplined one-on-one defense, contesting threes, folks staying where they needed to play. That was an even bigger concern of his. Well, of course, the whole idea is balancing the two together, creating the ability for there to be turnover opportunities, but also staying disciplined enough on defense to where if the turnovers are not happening for the Grizzlies opponents, they can trust their defense one-on-one and as a team unit in order to be effective, especially in the half-court setup. And that's exactly what happened last night. The Jazz shot nearly 25% from three. The Grizzlies um, forced him to commit 16 turnovers. The end result was that the Grizzlies had 19 more shot attempts than the Jazz did. And several of the Jazz's shot attempts that they had felt rushed or of low percentage. So that's the big reason why these turnovers are so important for this Grizzlies team. If they're not going to be as effective shooting the three ball as their their opponents that they're going to be facing, this Grizzlies team is going to have to find a way to make up for any type of deficit that may be there, like we saw 
on last Sunday against the Warriors, but we saw the adjustments this Grizzlies team made by Friday in order to get the victory done. That's the exact same thing I think they could do against the Utah Jazz. Obviously, this Grizzlies team is going to have to shoot the three at least somewhat effectively in order to win. It didn't last night, and it stole the victory. If this Grizzlies team is able to shoot the three themselves, but also defend from the Jazz being able to shoot the three, that plays right into this Grizzlies' hand, as now they have multiple ways through creating turnovers and through rebounds from missed three-point shots. This Grizzlies team can then get on the run, and that's when they're at their best. So if this opportunistic nature of the defense is here and hopefully here to stay, that's a big boost. It's a big way for the Grizzlies to be able to find a way to beat more talented teams in settings where they're going to have to do that consistently in order to advance. They did exactly that last night by creating 16 turnovers and getting the extra possessions, and it made all the difference in the world in a close game. They're going to have to continue to do that in order to create areas of advantage that are going to be needed to get a victory against the Jazz once again. Like I say, at the end of the day, this series still seems certainly to favor the Jazz, but with the victory, with the game one victory last night for the Grizzlies, that puts the pressure squarely on the Jazz. Hopefully, the Grizzlies will be able to continue to put the pressure on them and get another needed win before this series heads back to Memphis. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. My name's Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure being with you once again. Hope as always you've enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoy you tuning in, and we will see you again on the next edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.